What is going on, online fitness coaches? Welcome to another episode of the Change Lives Make Money Online Training Podcast and the Wake Up with the Wolf Podcast. And guys, today we're actually joined by one of our rock star clients. She is in Vegas right now. You're in Vegas right now, right, Steph? Yes, I am. <laughs> and you just competed at Mr. Olympia Amateur. Yeah, the Olympia Amateur. Yeah, in bikini. And correct me if I'm wrong, you got second call. So that's like top 20, right? Yeah, so there's 22 girls in my class, and I think yeah. I placed 13th or something. 13th? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Dude, 13th in the world is like, is not really. <laughs> That's very yeah. fucking good. Congratulations on <laughs> placing top 13th in the fucking world. Thank you. Thank you. I'm just hard on myself. I'm just like, I wanted that first call out. So like, for me, it's just, okay, now where can I improve? What's next? You know, I got off stage and I'm like, okay, what am I doing next? I'm probably going to do the Toronto Pro Amateur as well. So maybe do Vancouver Pro. That'd be fun. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. When is that? That's like June and July. Fuck yeah. I like it. That's yeah. a fucking massive feat. It, honestly, I'm not going to lie. Knowing that you were on stage and then like me and Brian kind of watched the fucking Olympia amateur yesterday. We we're like, okay, this is fucking awesome. We would like to compete again. We also need to get way fucking bigger, but touche. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds fucking good. It was motivating for sure. Yeah. yeah I, so I'm excited to talk to you, Steph, because you, there's a lot of people that make a lot of excuses. And I, you notice what I told, titled the podcast, Super Monster, <laughs> yeah. Olympia competitor in 50K months. So like, that's literally what I called it. So I want you to tell a little bit about your story. Let's start before the Change Lives Academy, before the mastermind. Who's Stephanie? What were you doing? Like, talk to me a little bit about like you coming up. Okay. So man, that's such a loaded question. There's just so many layers. So I would say like before I was just kind of like a bodybuilder competitor. I actually worked in pharmacy. So I was mm. a pharmacy technician for a couple of years and I absolutely hated it. I started doing like some nutrition courses here and there and like I just loved fitness so much and how it changed my life. So I decided I was going to quit pharmacy, be a personal trainer, in-person trainer. Everyone told me I was stupid and I shouldn't do that. You're like, you know, this is such a good job. You get benefits and stuff like that. Basically, like my whole entire family was like, don't do that. Don't do that. So I did personal training for a bit and then I found an online job with like another coach. And so I was training underneath him for a while and like had clients with him. But what I noticed was like, I was not resonating with these clients because like the clients were given to me. Right. Mm. So like these were not my people and like a lot of them were dudes and they, they didn't want to listen to me. I know it's like, it shouldn't be like that. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. it shouldn't be like that, but like, it still is. It's like, what do you know? And I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. I'm like more Jack than you. Like be quiet. Like, <laughs> like yeah. but like, so I was with that coach for like two years. I was training underneath him. And then he decided that he was going to basically give me half my pay and like, tell me if I wanted the same pay, I needed like double the clients. And so I was like, screw that. I think I can do this on my own. So I basically told them, no, I cannot accept that. And I decided to open my own business. And a, a week later, I basically hired you guys for the Change Lives Academy. I was like looking for a mentor. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I know that I'm good at coaching. I know that I have a passion and a drive, but I have zero business background. So I'm like, I need a mentor. I actually asked, do you guys know Cindy? She just had a baby too. Mm. Cindy, last name? She's Asian. Oh, That's yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. Her last name's NG <laughs> on Facebook. Yeah. Yes. So Cindy's I reached out to her because she's like, oh, I have a mentor and stuff like that. I heard her talking about it. I'm like, who's your mentor? Like, tell me. And she's just like, she's like a little bit hesitant at first or something. I don't know. Maybe because like I would be a competitor with her. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but like... <laughs> She's like, okay, here he is. And then I messaged you. And then like, literally, like, over the weekend, I joined the Change Lives Academy. And then that week, I just like went all in. And it was just like, I just started like making money. And I was like, what the hell's going on? Like, I think I told you, I'm like, I want to make like three, 5k. And then like the first month, I was like, already at four. And I was like, okay, I guess I could do more. Like, but yeah, maybe I could do 10k. <laughs> and then what else happened? Oh, I was pregnant. Yeah. So I completely went over that. Like, How many kids do you have, by the way? Were you pregnant when you joined the Change Those Academy? Yeah, I just found out I was pregnant. How so when I started, everybody knows. I just have one. I just have one baby. Yeah, he's okay. one years old. He's one years old. He's 13 months. But yeah, so like prior to like me opening my own business, 
I found out I was pregnant and when I got like the pay cut basically I was like I am pregnant like I need to be able to support this child right mm. so that's kind of why I decided to open my own business and stuff like that I was actually going to go back to school I wanted to do psychology so <laughs> I know right and then when I started making you know like good income I was like oh well there's no point of me going back to school I'm probably going to make less as a psychologist so like I want to go into that because when you found out that you were pregnant like I'm sure that you had, well, I'm not, I don't want to talk about this. You and Julia have had this more often than I did, but like morning sickness. And I'm sure that you were like experiencing a lot of these like physical symptoms that would have kept you from working on your business. Like, how did you push yeah. through that? Yeah, I was super sick my first like trimester. So honestly, like I found just having a routine, like getting up and going, not laying in bed, like the more I laid in bed, like the worse. I felt so like I really created like a good routine of just like getting up with my dog going for a walk listening to your guys podcasts and just like not thinking about oh I'm so sick I'm so sick because I feel like it just feeds into it more yeah. so like if I kept myself busy I felt okay like obviously there was some days where I was like oh my gosh I'm so sick but like I started getting clients and I had to focus on that and I was trying to grow a business there was no time for me to like dwell on how shitty I felt I just needed to keep going I don't know it's a mom thing too like it's a mom thing like once you become a mom you're just like it's a switch flips I, I, I love it. it I love it honestly when uh, me and Brian were talking about having you on and like we were talking about the last year of your life like coming into the academy having your kid Olympia stage all these different things I got super excited because you obviously know how fucking savage I am when it comes down to excuses and justifications etc <laughs> and Obviously, again, like I'm not discrediting what a lot of mothers and parents go through, but a lot of individuals utilize them as an excuse not to grind. And I think you all right, a, are a perfect fucking example of the polar opposite. Like regardless mm -hmm. of going through the pregnancy and having the baby, what's their name, by the way? His name's Caleb. It's so cute. Regardless <laughs> of having your kid, all right, you were also able to build your business to how much a month? I think the highest I got was like 49K a month. And now I'm like averaging around 30, 35. And you went on a fucking Olympia stage. Yeah. <laughs> and you went on an Olympia stage. Like this yeah. literally blows my fucking mind. Like having this conversation after legit, like only yesterday talking about other people's excuses and justifications for why the fuck they can't do something based off of time. And I just think it's cool to have you up here to, to speak about it because again, you are the polar opposite. You're literally mm -hmm. showing individuals that their excuses are bullshit because you're balancing all of these things and still fucking succeeding. Guys, in the last, so um, I did math in my head while you were talking. So you found out that you're pregnant when you joined the Change Eyes Academy, mm -hmm. and yeah. then your son's a year now. So that means you yeah. started the Change Eyes Academy a year and nine months ago, right? Around there? Yep. Yep. Good fucking job, <laughs> Mark. That being said, in the last year and nine months, not only have you built your business to $49,000 a month. Yep. While you were pregnant yep. and raising a newborn, yep. you also just stepped on the Olympia stage. Yep. Do you understand how much yeah. of an anomaly you are? Like, I think, <laughs> I don't think you know how much of an anomaly you are. She doesn't. Because in her head, she's like, yeah, switch flip. Yeah. No, like nine, Stephanie, 99% of people don't have that switch. I'm going to go even deeper than that. 99% of mothers and parents don't have that switch. And I'm going to fucking say it how it is. Like, that's just facts. We've seen it. We've experienced it with mm -hmm. parents. Like personally, you yeah. are fucking somebody that a lot of individuals can look up to in a very big way. Thank you. That means a lot. Very That's going to make way. me cry. <laughs> so emotional. <laughs> I'm not letting you discredit that success. Like being like, well, I switched just flipped and I that just That doesn't fucking just, no, it's not. It's not just a flip switch. Absolutely not. It's like a okay. switch might have flipped right. in you and we see it 100%. And it like shows being able to do, like for everybody who's listening to this right now, if you guys have never done a fitness competition, like, and you really want to see what you are fucking made of. That's the challenge of your lifetime right there. It will literally force you into like different levels that you never thought that you could achieve. Not to mention, like, that's just a fitness competition in general. If you're trying to run your own business and be a parent and do that, like, it's just so many things to juggle. It's insane. Yep. And that's where that morning routine comes in. Like, <laughs> it's honestly like it every single time, every single time that I like was down or something like that. I'm like, are you hitting your morning routine? I'm like, no, fucking not. Like, <laughs> if I felt depressed, if my mood was like messed up, I was just like, nope, you haven't been meditating. You haven't been journaling. You haven't been doing that stuff. And 
I would do it and I would be like three days in, I'm like, man, I just have to keep doing this. And that's what held me up my whole entire prep, to be honest. Like if I wasn't doing that morning routine, I don't even know, because I would have reacted to like everything that was happening in my business. Because mm-hmm. that, that's how I felt. If I don't do that, I react. So someone like cancels or something like that, like I would react and get upset and then overwhelmed by that stuff. But like when I was solid with my morning routine, like I just felt untouchable. I don't know how to explain it. It's a weird thing. <laughs> I know exactly what the fuck you're talking about. I actually, again, I spoke about this at the event and then Phil Heath legit verbatim said the same thing in his speech a couple hours later about the react versus respond, learning how to deal with your guys' emotions and regulate your reactions, understanding how to respond accordingly is the key to success. Because when running an online business, let's just take your business for a second, $49,000 a month, Stephanie, fucking bomb, by the way, let's take $49,000 a month, Stephanie, there's probably a lot of things that come up, right? Put everything else to the fucking side. There's probably a lot of things that come up and you need to understand how to respond accordingly to them. Because just because one client drops off, which a lot of people don't understand, obviously you've been able to, is it's not the end of the fucking world. They dropped off. You have no idea what's going on in this situation. We get a little bit frustrated. Everybody deals with cancellations in their online program, but you need to learn how to respond accordingly to it. Them saying they want to quit doesn't mean go fuck yourself. I hate you. It just means they're (laughs) dealing with something and you need to respond because if you react poorly, like she just talked about, your good business is bound to fucking fail you're not gonna be able to get anywhere and i think that when you spoke stephanie i think that a lot of people resonated instantly because you said when i have a client that'll drop off or a client cancels i like would feel like overwhelmed or like stressed out about that i know that 99 percent of the podcast audience can resonate with that instantly oh yeah because like i think that there's like i want to say this and i still want to have a business afterwards but i think that people <laughs> really need to understand that once you like develop a certain level of self-responsibility Like you can grow on your own straight up. You can. And I feel like, so Stephanie, the way that Stephanie works is like, Stephanie will come into the mastermind. She'll like ask a question and then she just disappears. Yep. And then comes back. She's like, guys, I'm making 40K a month, but I'm stuck here. And then just goes into the mastermind. Yo, to the degree, by the way, guys, where me and Brian and the other coaches will sometimes do an audit and be like, yo, who the fuck? Like this person's still here. Like, they're like, what do you mean? They're still in the mastermind? Dude. Like, what are you talking about? We haven't heard from them in fucking months, but because they're like you, they just come in. I need help. Okay, yeah, sounds good. Okay, bye. And then fucking going. But that's done. me and Cole are too. Yeah. So we hired Bedros, mm-hmm. Stephanie. We paid Bedros 100 grand for the year. Yeah. And we're like, we have unlimited text access to him. We don't even talk to him once a week or anything. Yeah, we literally don't talk to him <laughs> once a week. We have a phone call once a month that's supposed to be 30 minutes long. And every time it's less than 13 minutes of time the last four. And it's literally like, yo, this is the only thing that's kind of going on. He'll give us one perspective. We're like, oh, okay, cool. Bye. And he's like, oh, okay, bye. And the last call we had, we just told him about what was going on. And he's like, well, do you have anything you're fucking struggling with? Because I just feel like I'm cheerleading for you guys right now. Like, I don't know. I'm like, we're good, man. Have a good day. It's like, it's good to talk to you. Bye. Because we're self-responsible. Self-responsibility will take you farther than anything else. Anything else. Because you guys understand what the fuck you need to do. I also want to touch on it. Like, the, the whole statement of like, uh, I still want to have a business after. It's funny because a lot of individuals don't understand that. And like, think about how much endless information is on the internet right now on how to do everything. I agree. Like fitness coaches. Again, I used to say this when I was a fitness coach, by the way. So this isn't me shitting on you as a fitness coach or anybody else. But fitness coaches are honestly just fucking babysitters. That's it. Because let's be real. We can go on Google right now and look up how to lose weight. You can find endless information on how to calculate your macros, get workouts, all this other shit. But 99% of the fucking population won't do that. Mm Mm-hmm. So they need babysitters. They need an individual to hold their hand and push them through. And obviously, to get to the Olympia stage, you need an actual coach like you, but regardless, right? It it comes down to self-responsibility and learning how to react versus respond, which I think has helped you immensely because again, not only learning how to juggle your business, reacting poorly versus responding accordingly, like you learned how to do, but you had also had to do that with a kid now. Yeah. You got to respond. Also, like I could go to therapy like once a week, like Mm. (laughs) once a week I am in therapy talking out my shit. Like I don't bottle that stuff up and like, when I first started like the Change Lives Academy, like it, I was very reactive and I was very emotional when like people dropped off and stuff like that. But like, you know, just being in therapy and like talking through those emotions and like we compared from like last year to this year and how I was reacting and I'm like in a completely different state. Like mm-hmm. I've, I've evolved and not just like in the therapy aspect, but even just being in the mastermind. Like when I, as soon as I hit the mastermind, I like, 
went from 15k to like 25 like instantly mm. just being in there for like mm -hmm. the one month we'd even start anything we were just doing like the the mindset stuff yeah. and like instantly just like felt so much better and like that's what made me realize like my energy and my mindset's so so key to this and like if that's not in a good place and i'm not like aligned with what i'm doing like that energy feeds off like people can feel that in your lives people can feel that in your posts like i know when i'm like on my shit. like people are inspired they want to come to me like i have not done any sort of freaking lead gen or anything for the last three months while i'm prep but i've been having people just come to me because mm. of that energy and me being present mm. and just being there <laughs> That shit makes me laugh because we say it all the time and nobody fucking listens. But it's because it's, 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 that's, that's, I told you, I'm yeah. like, she's going to be good for the podcast. I literally love it because we say it all the time you. and people are always like, fuck you, bro. Like that doesn't actually mean anything. Well, they, they hear it from us <laughs> because we're the mentors and they're like, yeah, we get it. Yeah. But I'm like, Stephanie's like a living, breathing example of like what, like character traits and like core values. And like now all these fucking mothers and this is where like, again, I'll say it. all these fucking mothers who make excuses for why blah 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 not even gonna go into it listen to fucking stephanie listen to what she just fucking said again all you entrepreneurs who bitch and complain about how your morning routine doesn't fucking matter and all this other stuff listen to what fucking stephanie said why because she's a parent she just stepped on the olympia stage and she's making 50k a month and she's raising a fucking one-year-old so what the fuck is going on dude when stephanie joined the mastermind <laughs> you joined the mastermind when you were nine months pregnant yep no, 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 right. no, 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 no. I already had my baby by then. Did you? But I was, yeah, I was struggling really, really hard in the beginning of the year because I just had my baby in November yeah. of 2021. Mm. And like, I was in such a bad mindset. Like I was going through postpartum depression and anxiety. Like I was really, really bad. Like I couldn't get out of bed from like mm. January to, to March until I joined the mastermind. Like I was not getting out of bed. Like I was depressed. Like I couldn't move. So. Crazy. It was insane to me like and i was scared i'm like oh, my business is gonna fail like i'm i'm making like 10k sometimes this month like i know that's still really great like yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, yeah, but like it. from from what i was like doing and i'm like i'm not growing anymore what is happening and when like the mastermind opened like because i kept asking about it i was like i need to join the mastermind i need to join the mastermind the next time it goes because i feel i feel so stuck at that like spot like i felt like i capped out in the change lives mm -hmm. academy so i'm like i need that next step i need that next thing right and like honestly like that's why i'm so grateful for you guys like i write that on my gratitude like i'm so grateful for cole and brian like because <laughs> you guys helped me get out of my depression without even knowing it like mm. just being you like i would be crying and so upset and i literally would just put on one of the podcasts and like hear you guys and i was like okay i can do this i can do this and like every single time it would be like something that was relatable to me and i was like shit like okay good and like i, I felt supported and like yeah i just have a lot of gratitude for you guys and i don't show it that much but like i do i do and you guys mean a lot to me like you've changed my fucking life it's insane <laughs> i appreciate that oh watch my heart i had a question i completely forgot what the fuck it was, <laughs> I, what it was. I appreciate the yeah, fuck out of you cool. oh i did have a question with that because i feel like again we can go off about the excuses and like different things like that when it comes down to like who you are and what you've achieved because i think it is very inspiring for a lot of individuals but like, I also wanted to ask if you're open to sharing it, like, what do you mm -hmm. think got you past slash helped you through that postpartum depression while struggling with your business when it came to joining the mastermind? Like once you did, what helped you? Like, what was the change? I think it was just like a fresh start for me. Mm -hmm. It was like a fresh start. So that's what it felt like. It felt like a fresh start. It felt like I'm learning again. That's it. And that excites me. Like I love learning. I love learning new things and I like to be like focused on something. And I just felt like I had no focus anywhere. Like I didn't mm. know what I was doing. There was like, what's next? Like, how do I grow from here? And I was stuck. Like I was really struck. I, I didn't know how to grow because I'm like, if I have clients, then I'm going to get more overwhelmed. So I didn't know how to like scale my business at all. And I was like, I just felt extremely stuck. So when I joined the mastermind, just like that mindset month it just helped me so much in like getting back into a morning routine and i won't lie like i didn't do the morning routine like really solid <laughs> in march but just having like an idea and a grasp about it because i was still struggling with like the depression for sure but like just having some sort of routine back like felt good because like what i was doing before i was just laying in bed and like my fiance was like what is wrong with you i've never seen you like this before like he was like trying to drag me out of bed 
and like I wouldn't get out. So mm. like I was a completely different person until I joined the mastermind and I'm like now I have focus, I have an idea. I think I felt lost. Maybe mm. that's what it was. I felt very lost. And I was like I'm a new mom, I don't know what's going on. This baby's like like is he breathing? Like are you breathing? Like I know exactly how that <laughs> every feels. Every second. Really? Every second. Like I know exactly how that fucking feels. <laughs> I literally do that every night now like laying beside Cade and like he'll be fine and the next thing you know it just it just, just stops breathing. All the fucking time, dude. And then you don't know. Like, because their bodies move, like, so tiny. So you're like, what the fuck's yeah. going on? You're, like, touching them. Like, holding this fucking head up to your ear. I know exactly how that yeah. feels. That's super yeah. relatable. Right away. I can hear Kate's, him Kate's right a now. month. A month old. Yeah, I can hear him crying right now. Fucking upstairs screaming to Julia. Really? <laughs> yeah, dude. Right away. I wanted to touch on that for a minute. Because talking about it, I think it, it's very important what you said there when it came down to the routine. And, like, basically centering yourself in some sort of structure. Right, I wanted to talk about that because I feel like a lot of people are lost. And I actually did a podcast this morning before we recorded this talking about how, and shush for a second, because I know you're going to instantly disagree because I know your mentality, how visualization, morning routines, law of attraction, affirmations, et cetera, are fucking horseshit unless you work, mm-hmm. All right? It's vice versa. And I touched on this and broke it down because like hearing you talk, and I, I want to basically dissect it for everybody who's paying attention. If you just grind, Okay, you just work, you just work, you just work, but you don't work on your mindset. You're not going to fucking get anywhere. You're going to hit a fucking roadblock and it's going to break you. That's where 95% of personal trainers that are listening to this podcast are right now. Right. Then you have the flip side. Then you have you hippy dippy motherfuckers. All right. I still love you, but I just like to say the word hippy dippy. All right. You have you hippy dippy people who visualize, affirm, all right, and believe in the law of attraction, but you ain't got no work ethic. So you're not Mm -hmm. actually grinding. You're not actually doing anything. You're not actually putting the fucking time in where you guys need to combine both. You need to take that savagery of I'm going to be fucking relentless in everything I do and I'm going to push myself and I'm not going to allow the fact that I'm freaking out that my baby might not be breathing, et cetera, throw me off what I need to be doing today with the simple breakdown of you need to be doing your mindset shit. Mm. Mm -hmm. What's up, Steph? I was going to say I call it lip service when people just say, oh, I'm doing this and this and this, but there's like no actual action. Lip service? yeah lip service <laughs> i like that i like that's exactly what it is you have both people it's a uh, grinding my ass off but no mindset work and then they don't understand how to break through their fucking ceiling and me and brian talk about the mindset all the time and that's why i was so amped up that you said that because it's literally it's the fucking key to success and if you don't have your mindset unlocked you're never going to get anywhere and then you have the flip side the people who are always affirming everything they have the biggest fuck it well first off their lip service all the time number two i like that saying they've got the biggest vision board in the world you know who i'm fucking talking about all these massive visions and all these things they want to achieve. And then we look at their work ethic and the only thing they work at is a nine to five job that they fucking hate. They get off work, they go to sleep, they don't work on the weekends. You guys don't grind it out. You need your eight to 10 hours of sleep. There's no fucking balance and you need to bring mindset into your relentless work ethic if you want to fucking get anywhere. Mm. That is the key. Relentless work ethic with your mindset on lock and you'll get as far as you ever want to go. I think relentless work ethic with your mindset on lock and taking fucking risks. Yeah. Because like Stephanie, yeah. Stephanie to join the mastermind when you're like, you're like literally getting out of a depression. It was like a bit with a newborn baby was a big, I, I remember that conversation. And I'm, you're like, I don't know if I should do this right now. You know, yeah, I was scared. I thought maybe I wouldn't have the mental capacity to actually do the work. Like that's, that was what I was nervous about. But I knew the last time when I felt like that, when I was joining the change lives Academy, I felt the same way and I'm and it was the best decision I made. So I'm just like, I need to do it. I just need to do it. Like I even talked to my mom and I was just like, Mom, I, I really, really want to do this. And she's like, just do it. I'm like, mm. it's it's a lot of money. And she's like, fine, just do it. It's a lot of money, but if you think about it, you're making the investment times two like every month now. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know that's <laughs> crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. It, it it is scary. It's scary when you do when you make that big purchase. But every single time I have, it's always I've always like gone back more. Yeah, actually. Yeah, I love it. I want to talk about mechanics because I feel like mm-hmm. we're at a place right now where people can see your story. They see where you came from. They resonate with where you came from. Like they know the you know where you ended up. Olympia stage, fucking fifty k inspiration. Month. Yeah. So like they know that. I want to talk mechanics. So. Talk to me about a little bit about your team right now. So you're making 50K a month. How many people do you have on your team? How many clients do you have? 
like what how does your like what does your business look like right now so i have two other coaches uh, with me and then i have two shadow coaches for just my clients because i could have one but i'm really about service so mm-hmm. i just want to make sure everyone's like really good and i don't have any overwhelm with that because like yep. i do have i have like i think like about 70 75 clients of my own yeah and then the other coaches have 30 and then like the one girl she just started she has about five yeah so we have over 100 clients all together and yeah i have a community manager and i have a va and what else do i have yeah that's it i think oh I also hired another person to help me with social media management. Mm. Mm. And that has been really, really great as well. She shows me how to like operate Canva better and everything like that. So like, if you look at my content in the last month, it looks like a lot nicer and cleaner (laughs) than it did before. Before it was just like me just slapping stuff on. But now I like actually look like a coach. (laughs) So that's nice. Funny how that works. I like that. Yeah. Well, so talk to me a little bit about your day as, cause I know that a lot of like personal trainers basically want to put themselves in your shoes. So as the CEO, as the head mm-hmm. honcho, the head person in command at your business, what does a day in the life of Stephanie look like right now? Okay. So obviously it's a little bit different cause I'm in Vegas and kind of like on a vacation, but typically like I wake up like at like five, five thirty in the morning. I do my morning routine for like a half hour or so. And then I usually go to the gym, do all my shit that I need to do for like my prep when I was prepping, of course. And then I would come back, make sure I posted something. Um, but I, for myself, I like being really organized. So I plan out like my weeks in advance mm. for content of what I'm going to post and everything like that. Same with my mm. lives. Um, and usually when I'm, I like to like, multitask so if i'm doing cardio or something i usually like write my post when i'm doing cardio or if i'm gonna Mm. do like my live or something like that i do that another thing because i do have like a massive dog that i need to walk sometimes like i'm not gonna lie guys i don't do cardio at the gym i'll just walk my dog and that's what needs to happen and i'll take my baby out and spend some time and we'll all do a walk together and i'm getting my cardio in so like (laughs) for me like it's like no i can't spend an hour on the treadmill at the gym. So I'm going to have to, I make, I'm flexible. That's what it is. I'm flexible with the things that happen in my life. So my morning from like 530, probably to 9am is just about me. And I know that's not a luxury that everyone has, but I'm very lucky that my baby sleeps till then. So then after that, then I take care of him and do all that stuff. But I'm very organized with how everything runs. So like when my check-ins come in, that's when I do them. I've also been better with my boundaries. So if someone does a late check-in, I'm sorry, I don't answer you until the next week. (laughs) Yeah. That makes me happy. Yeah. So like I'm, if someone's like, Hey, like I did a check-in. I'm like, yeah, you did it on Saturday. I'm not looking at that. Like that's my family time. It's like, sorry, 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 but not sorry. They're like, they're they're like shit, but then they're not going to be late again. Yeah. So better boundaries with that. And I think that's what a lot of coaches struggle with because I see that with like my other coaches like they struggle with that boundary of like working all the time right but you need to you need to be able to shut off and just not do stuff like there's sometimes I don't I'm not gonna lie there's sometimes like when I was running my six-week challenge and I was trying to fill it up yeah I was working a lot like I was just in my phone trying to get people like into this challenge like yeah. it was like a game it was a game at that point i'm like i'm gonna get it i'm gonna get 20 i'm gonna get 20. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we feel that we, we was like that with that i talked about that on the podcast like yeah getting our record breaking month last month it's just seasons understanding like when you need yeah. to lean in and when you need to lean out and like respecting like what you actually want to be focusing on that day there's days where i work super fucking late and then there's days where i literally do nothing and all i do is fucking hang out with julie and kate mm-hmm. that's it i'm like having that season helps a lot and like if you're a mom and you're like struggling with like the you know trying to balance like having that business and you know respond to clients like just know like hey like your kid's gonna come first and that's always what it is you like your baby or whatever like how old children are like they're gonna come first but there's always time you just have to be willing to work late sometimes sometimes you're not going to be able to sit down and watch netflix for an hour or an hour and a half like you're not gonna be able to do that like I've had to do cardio at 10 o'clock at night. Did I want to? No, but do I want to look the best ever? Yes, so I will. <laughs> Say it again. What time did you do cardio? I've done cardio at like 10 p.m. at night before. Hmm. 
Yeah, because I just had to. It's my prep. It's important to me. Same with like, if I fuck up and I don't get my shit done and I don't wake up early enough and I was supposed to respond to a client, then yeah, I'm going to work late and make sure that program's done or respond to that client because I fucked up and that's not on them, right? So being willing to work even when you don't want to. And honestly, I love the stress. I like the pressure. So for me, like I thrive off it. Like I'm, yeah, I'm a workhorse. Like I thrive off of like having a lot of shit to do. I do better. Like when I'm in prep, I'm like focused. Like I felt like my business was doing better when I was in prep and I thought it was going to suffer sometimes, but I'm I'm the the exact same as you. When I'm in prep, Mm -hmm. I literally like everything always excels because I'm just so dialed. Like I wake up at the Mm -hmm. right time. I'm like focused. Everything gets done on time it's like there's just like no missing it's like everything's meticulous i love being in prep i agree it's it's very structured it just puts you in like a completely different mindset changes the game yeah i love you i really like it so um what what, i would i just want to break this down for a minute right now when it comes to the day-to-day like you're at home the entire time your fiance paul paul yeah is it fiance or husband now fiance okay still fiance when are you guys getting married uh september Cool. Fuck yes. Okay. I just want to make sure that I'm yeah. look up that. So when it comes down to the day-to-day, is he working a regular job right now? No. So he actually works with me. He's one of my coaches. Perfect. That's <laughs> lit. Okay. So that's what I wanted to ask too, because um, when did that happen? When did the transition of him becoming one of your coaches happen? When Caleb was born. We were already kind of talking about it and he was like really interested and he's like i really want to be part of it like he was seeing what i was building and he didn't want to be left behind and he was a nurse before and he absolutely hated it he'd come home drained and just like upset and also like covid was a really big thing so we were like nervous of him being at work and bringing stuff home with our baby right so it was just also it was just better for me i have a babysitter Yo, I, listen, I feel you. That's why I wanted to ask about that because I feel like a lot of people like it's very stressful because they're always looking after the kid and they're trying to do their business and they're trying to do prep, et cetera. But you've figured out a way to not only do that, but been able to make your family situation way fucking better. And I just wanted to give you props for that because that is a very big accomplishment. Like apart from the money and the kid and the Olympia, et cetera, being able to like change the home dynamic. And now all of you guys are at home being able to like spend time together. I think it's a very big accomplishment. That's cool to see. Also, because like Caleb is older now, I actually put him into daycare three times a week. And that's been a godsend. Like, honestly, like that has helped me immensely. And like, it was something I didn't want to do because I felt like, I don't know, you feel like stupid guilt when you're a parent for like no goddamn reason. So it's just like, I'm like, oh, like someone else taking care of my kid. Like, am I being a lazy mom? And I'm like, no, like I'm doing this so that he can have a better life, right? He's going to be in daycare so I can expand my business and we can have a, an amazing fucking life. Like, that's why I'm doing it, right? And remembering that and it's it's not a selfish thing. And I think that's where a lot of parents get trapped. They feel selfish for working on themselves. And like, you're doing that though to for them, you know? Like, I'm not just being selfish and just doing a prep and stuff. Like, my prep, helps me get clients and that's just when you're shredded you get more clients i'm mm. sorry when you look fucking good people are drawn to you and that's just Agreed. what it is do you fucking you. fucking listen everyone say that again please <laughs> say it again <laughs> when you look fucking good people are drawn to you fucking yes. thank god yes what was it what did fucking yo okay <laughs> cool okay cool when we were working at a setting nation Oh, wait, keep going. That's what I was going to bring up, but you go ahead. Okay, I was going to say it. So me and Cole are savage, basically. And <laughs> so this is podcast, actually. Thursday podcast. Cole's actually upset that I brought a guest. And I'm like, you don't understand. I'm like, Stephanie's fucking lit. It's so. usually because on this podcast, I get to bring out Brian's savage side, which he usually never fucking shows you guys. Okay? Right. So this is the but This is perfect. Go this ahead. is perfect. This is it. This is it. So Cole, when we were working at a setting nation, held up a big sign on the streets of downtown Calgary, oh. Stephanie. And it said, you're not big bone, you're fat. I literally held up this giant yeah. fucking sign. People lost and their people fucking lost minds. Their fucking minds. Like, people got so angry and blew the fuck up. I got mad shit. clients because that that's shit. That's my thing. shit. Yeah, yeah. I got mad clients. What did you say? That That's honestly my shit. This is what I tell girls when they're just like, oh, like, you know, I just like have, I'm really bottom heavy. Like, I have like a lot of like, I'm really quad dominant. I'm like, no, you're fat dominant there. Like, it's not the same thing. Fucking <laughs> yes. Yo, like, and again, what I was going to say, I was, was going to bring up Ryan's comment in the gym the other day because I thought it was fucking funny. He's like, listen, 
a lot of y'all need to start working on your bodies so you stop looking like saggy fucking diapers. Because I was to- <laughs> joking around about Cade's wet fucking diaper. I'm like, wet soft diapers. And like, listen, like, this is fucking facts. This is where the savagery is going to come in for a little bit. There are way too many fitness coaches in this industry that look like dog shit. And they're trying to train individuals. And then they're like, well, mm-hmm. nobody's inspired by me. Nobody's watching my content. And then I look at your content. You look like shit. You're wearing a baggy sweater. And why the fuck would anybody look up to you? That's the truth you need to hear. Why would they hire you instead of Stephanie, a mother making 50 G's a month, all right, leading by example and on the Olympia stage? Dude, I view it as like my responsibility to be in shape. Even as like a business coach for online fitness coaches, like I'm like personal trainers are going to look at me and they're going to be like, this fucking dude doesn't even lift. Why am I going to learn off (laughs) him? Seriously, that's all I think. I'm like, why would I like I need to be in good shape so that when people look at me, and their PTs are like, okay, yeah, like that They're dude like, Oh, he doesn't just neglect everything about fitness. He actually takes it fucking Dude, I, there used to be business coaches that were like skinny as fuck. And I'm like, how are you trying to coach bit fucking personal trainers? And you look like you haven't looked at a gym ever. It's never made sense yeah. to me. And a lot of people are going to hear this and they're going to think that it's rude and fucking it's- It's un- the fucking un- truth. What is it? Unsensitive, all this other shit. Well, like when I was a fitness coach, that sign that fucking you're fat, not big boned. I literally did it based off like the same mindset as you just calling people on their shit. I had so many women coming to me being like, my mother just said that I was big bone my whole life. And I didn't know that I could lose weight. And it's because way too many people are sensitive and they don't want to just say the shit that is fucking true. Like you're not quad dominant. You're fucking fat dominant. Exactly. All right. Like that's fucking it. I don't have bigger bones in my stomach. This is where I fucking hold my fat. So I look lean in my arms and I look like a bag of milk sometimes in my fucking, in my goddamn stomach. That's life. Okay. That's my bulk. I bulk here when everything else is getting bigger. I just got to fucking embrace it. People just need to be more real. It, it's, yeah. it's too fucking sensitive. Now, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I was actually going to do a podcast all on like body positivity and that movement just because I do have thoughts about it. <laughs> Dude, I actually I it. think it's funny because I was talking, me and Kirsten. So Kirsten did a post the other day and people are sensitive as fuck about everything. Bitch, and I, like, I feel like if you're sensitive, you already don't like our content. You're bitch fine. made. Get the fuck out of here. So Kirsten did a post and it was talking about how last year during this year, last year, she had oh, depression. Yeah. Oh. And she was talking about how like she had depression and like every time she's like, every time the winter would come around, I would say like, I'm depressed. And I would always say I'm depressed. And she's like, this year, I don't have depression because I just made the commitment that I'm going to be like physically active. I'm going to eat my fucking foods. I'm going to drink my water and I'm going to have a positive mindset. She's like, I just flipped the switch, made the decision. I'm like, and this year I'm having a great like year. I'm not depressed. And uh, of course there were people that were like, no, it's not like that. You know, like I have, I've seasonal depression and blah, blah, blah. And like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying depression is not a real thing, but I am also saying that you can actually do something about it. We are actually Mm -hmm. saying that like, if you move your body, you get physically fit, you get in a routine, like you can do something about it, which is why I was, let's bring it back to Stephanie. Like when you asked about your depression, like that's why we wanted to talk about it more because so many people use it as a reason for not being successful. Like just because you have depression, first of all, you're not depressed. You are experiencing feelings of depression, but you don't need to identify with it. Yes. And just because you're feeling those feelings doesn't mean that you can't be successful. Not to mention, Stephanie, I want to talk about your experience again with it because I feel like a lot of mothers resonate with it. A lot of mothers also understand what they're going, what you went through with postpartum depression. How many times a week do you go to therapy? I go once a week. And how long have you been doing that? The last, honestly, since the pandemic, I've, I've been doing that almost three years. So like two years. Yeah. Like it just shows again, it's action, like actually doing something about it. You could have chose to just sit there and wallow in your emotions, which a lot of individuals do, or make an active decision to try to change. I have, I have this super cool thing. So during the whole pandemic, which meant that even when you were going through your seasonal depression, you were going to therapy, right? Or you were going through therapy when you went through postpartum depression, right? Yeah. And it still wasn't getting better, but you were still going. Yeah. Because like, I know that like, there are like seasons of life. And you're like, depression is not something that is going to stick, right? It's just like, you go through this and like, and I, I know that there's that. light. Depression's there's, not something that has to stick. Yeah, it, it doesn't. Like, and I know, like, if I hold out long enough, it's going to ease up. And there's going to be light at the end of the tunnel. Like, as lame as that sounds, but I know that there's going to be better days and I'm holding out for it. Because I know if I keep going, I know there's going to be better days. Because like, honestly, like that wasn't even my worst depression. I was a complete mess 
I was a complete mess, like probably three, four years ago. Like I was extremely like into partying, drinking, like I was suicidal. Like I was in a bad fucking place before I actually started being a personal trainer. Actually, even when I was a personal trainer, I was still partying. I think I showed up to work like drunk a couple times. So Mm -hmm. like it was, I've been through all that and I know that like I can get better and I've done it time and time again. So like, it was just, I don't know, every single time you go through it, it just, it shortens each, every single time. Like I've gone through a depression, it shortens because I have more tools. I'm more prepared. Stephanie literally stepped on stage yesterday. She's in her hotel room in Vegas. Yep. And like, this is the thing. The reason I wanted to bring that up, Stephanie, is because 99% of people, when, you know, they're going through a depression or whatever it is, they're not actively seeking ways out. And if they are actively seeking ways out and it's not working, they're like, oh, this fucking therapy thing isn't working. I'm still depressed. And that's why I asked you, like, even when it wasn't getting better at the time, you still went because you said, like, it's going to get better. And you just have to make that decision. But a lot, that's the thing. Like a lot of people aren't aware that they can make that decision. Like you can just make the decision. It can get better. Make the decision. It can get better. And then through that decision, like that's when you start to take your power back because eventually you read out the storm and like, guys, listen to Stephanie's timeline. In the last one year, nine months, Stephanie went from like finding out she was pregnant, getting her pay cut in half, leaving her other like job, quote unquote, joining the Academy, making three K in her first month, then six K, then 10 K then having her baby, making 10 to 15K a month, joining the mastermind. And in that time frame, now she's scaled her business to like $50,000 a month. That happened in one year and nine months. And competing, just stepped on stage. Yeah. Like, I wanted to compete at Olympia Amateur. I'm not gonna lie, straight up. Once the COVID stuff happened, like we had like a lot of blah, 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 whatever. We had cops at our door every single day. So yeah. it kind of took a backseat. But I saw it like, that's cool that you did that competition. That's fucking super inspiring. I'm inspired you by it. You should do it. Do it, do it. It's so unreal being on that stage. It's such so a feeling. Cool. So cool. Because if you haven't been inspired by this podcast, what are you fucking doing? Don't even fucking make me go off, dude. I'm like, it blows my fucking mind. You do not need motivation anymore. You do not need inspiration. You just need to listen to fucking people like Stephanie, all right? Like other individuals that have done the same shit and just take action. Mm. Mm-hmm. So Stephanie, now that you've achieved the level of success that you've achieved, you just stepped off stage with Olympia. Obviously, you're probably still riding the high of that. I want to know three things. Number one, what's the next milestone for you in terms of your fitness? Number two, what's the next milestone for you in terms of your business? And then I'll ask you number three after. So fitness and business. Okay. So for fitness, I definitely, I want to become a pro. I want to be a bikini pro. That's that's my goal. I want to do that in the next year because I, I want to have another baby and I want to be a pro before I have another baby. So like that's that. my goal. That's my goal. I'm going to make it happen. How old are you, Stephanie? I'm 30. 30. Same age as us. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And then for business, I have lots of things that I'm I'm doing. So I'm actually going to be opening up a store for my clients in the new year. That's a store? Of the work. Yeah, I'm doing like an online store where like they can get like shaker cups and like tops and everything, crop tops. Like I'm making everything like a little online store for like my clients. Um, I like that. And yeah, cool. I'm doing that. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. I'm going to get incorporated. I don't want to be a sole proprietorship. And I feel like that's like a big milestone. So I want to be incorporated. And yeah, I've been writing down that I want to be a millionaire. Like that's what I've been saying. I'm like, I am going to be a millionaire. And that's that's my big goal. And I, I know it can happen. Like I told my fiance, like when we first got together, I'm like, you know, I'll make 100k a year, right? He's like, how are you going to do that? And I'm like, I don't know, but it's going to happen. And I kept saying it. And then it happened. And I'm like, I'm gonna make 500k. Like, just watch. And he's just like, that's like really big. And I'm like, it will happen. Watch. And now (laughs) that's gonna happen. It's It's gonna happen work. You're saying these things. And like you started with 100k a year and the doubt kicked in. But you weren't just saying 100k a year, you were saying 100k a year and grinding your fucking face off. And then you made now half of that in a month. Also, it wasn't the doubt didn't come from her. It came from other people. Exactly. Yeah, it did. Other people doubted me, like my family, like, honestly, like, 
my fitness journey and my business journey, I've had so many people doubt me, especially mm. my family. And that's really hard to take in. And I know that it can be hard because like, that's your family. They love you, but they're scared, you know, they just don't understand it completely of what you're doing. But once they see the success, they'll be like, ah, oh, I get it. Because that's what happened with my bodybuilding. Everyone's mm. like, you look like gross, blah, blah, blah. Like, why are you doing this to your body? And then they saw me on stage. They're like, oh, I get it. I get it now. Mm. Same mm. with the business. It's like, oh, I get it now. Now, because mm. when they see the success, right? But honestly, you're family can be your biggest hater sometimes and that fucking sucks but they'll come around they're just they're scared for you they don't understand it's new territory yeah yeah exactly and also like i want to look at from two different angles because we've talked on about family a lot like the hate from family a lot but i also want to let you guys know that when you are first beginning like your journey your business journey your fitness journey anything especially business obviously because it's such a grand thing that people don't understand your family shouldn't believe in you because what the fuck have you done in order to deserve the belief in the first place? Like, this is ridiculous to be able to sit down at a dinner table with your family that's making $60,000 a year and tell them that you're going to make that in a fucking month is ridiculous. It's actually ridiculous. It makes no fucking sense. So having your family doubt you when you say that isn't a bad thing. That's just life. Like, that's just normal. Now, again, it reaches a point where it becomes hater, toxic, fuck you, mom. All right, stop. <laughs> stop talking to me like that. We've dealt with that. We've experienced that. But it's, there's also a flip side. And I feel like a lot of people get so hung up with the initial doubt because of their family being scared, like you just said. And also because you've never done that. Nobody in their fucking family's ever done that. Nobody in my family's ever done what I've done. I'm the first De Silva in my entire bloodline across the world to do what I've done in my life, to achieve everything that I've achieved. So to expect my family or anybody to believe in me when I was talking about what I was going to achieve is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You've got to show them, like you said. Yeah, They got to see it. And I think another thing that's really important, and this is, I think I can sense this in you, Stephanie, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I have the same thing, so I can see it, is I, like, I always knew I was going to be successful. Me too. (laughs) Like, I just knew. I literally knew. I'm like, even when I was a drug addict, I was, like, literally, like, I just came off of my, like, drug bender, and I started writing down a vision that I was going to be a millionaire, and I literally knew it was going to happen. And like everybody else looking outside in would have been like, you, you are going to be a millionaire. Like, okay, bud. Okay. But I just, I didn't need anybody's opinion. I just needed me, my own delusional optimism, my own like absolute certainty and just crazy motherfucker every day. I'm going to be a millionaire. 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 And I just like, I just knew. Yep. And it's like, I didn't have a path at first. Like, I just like, like when I first started, even before Cole, like I didn't have a path. I was literally like, it's like wandering around with this certainty, like I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to be a millionaire. And yep. I was just like finding a couple things that I could do here and there and slowly building my business. Now that like, Stephanie, I'm just going to say it. Like we've had nine students break $100,000 a month. You're sleeping. What are you doing? <laughs> All right. There's no difference between 50 and 100K a month. The only difference, really the only difference, like we talked about on this podcast is your motherfucking mindset. Yeah. That's the only difference. It's literally flipping the switch, making the decision and then fucking going for it. And then literally just like deciding I'm going to burn down whatever obstacles in my pathway in order to achieve that goal. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I actually revamped my whole entire pricing sheet. I like mm-hmm. revamped it. And yeah, like that's kind of like one of the ways I'm like, I know my worth now. Like I'm not going to be charging like 250 per month. Like fuck that. I'm not. You're still charging 250 per month? No, no, definitely not. When did you change it? When did I change it? So like, I think like maybe, maybe when I started the mastermind. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was about, to, I thought you were going to say like a week yeah. ago. I was like, no, hey. no, 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 no. I, was like, <laughs> no, I just, I just, uh, you're going to get some coaching today. Yeah. Okay. Good. No, no, good. no, no. I think when I yeah joined the mastermind, I changed it like immediately. And then I just upped it again because like, yeah, I'm just like through this, like I want high quality clients and people will pay. That's yeah, the thing. Agreed. People will pay if like they see your worth, right? And I'm not I'm not scared of showing my worth anymore. Like I'm I don't feel like I don't have any worth in this place. Like I'm I've provided really great service for my clients and I know that and no one can take that away from me. So mm. no so, one can take that away um, from me. Last question. What would you say is your biggest personal goal? Like what is the goal that means the most to you right now? Like what's the next big like this will happen? Oh man. That's so hard to say. Honestly, like, I feel like my next biggest goal that I really want is I want to be married. 
I I'm thinking of being married and like going on like a cruise or something like that with my husband and like yes. I want to be married like that's like I know that's like not business or fitness but like I just want to be married and I want to have a husband and have my family and yeah just enjoy life like that's what I'm excited about that's, that's cool I can think about right now that's I cool that. I love that that's why I asked I also like I resonate with you a lot there because like when it came close to uh mine and Julia's wedding it was like the same fucking thing and we got married like peak of the vid where it hit yeah. so hard they canceled our venue we had to cut like 65 people out of our wedding. Like everything changed. And I literally was like, I do not give a fuck. It is happening this weekend. I was like, figure it out. Like we did it on the side of a mountain. We rented a fucking tent, dressed everything up nice. Like it was fucking still a beautiful little event. And I was like, no, I didn't care. Like it is going to happen. It was the goal that we like needed to achieve. So I'm very happy for you. I'm excited for you. It's going to be a blast. Thank uh -huh. you. Yeah, I'm just excited. Yeah, I just want to be married. That's my next thing. <laughs> oh, I like it. I love that. Well, I'm very excited. Her and Paul are coming to the event. I don't know if I told you that. Her you and did her, not. Her and her fiance. There we go. Get ready to cry. It's going to be late. <laughs> it's going to yeah. be late. Everybody it's cries. Gonna You're going to have a breakthrough. It's going to be late. I'm so excited. I'm, I've am i wanted to do this for so long, and I wasn't able to because I was pregnant as fuck. So yeah. Now you're not. But now you're <laughs> yeah, not pregnant Are you, you going to bring the kid? No. Jeez. Definitely not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to put headphones on Kate. Yeah. Kate's coming. <laughs> I'm going to put headphones on his ass, bro. I'm bring him to the fucking event. Walk him <laughs> through the little fucking stroller. That's so funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm super excited to meet you, Stephanie. I appreciate you for coming on the podcast today. This was an awesome interview. I'm sure the audience feels the same way. If they're inspired by your story, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at a step above the rest. And it's not P-H, it's F. So A-S-T-E-F-A-B-O-V-E. -E, above the rest. Yeah. A like step that. above a the rest. Yeah. A step above the rest. Cockiness achieved. I like it. <laughs> you have to be. I just wrote a post about this. You have to know you're the shit. I like it. You have to know you're the shit. Yo, but, I made oh, that oh. Instagram years ago too. Like I love that. So Don't ever fucking saying, it. Yeah. So when you were saying like, you know, just knowing that you're going to be a success, like, yeah, I made that years ago. I'm like, I'm going to be famous one day. Watch. I like it. Yes. Fucking don't ever change it. I'm like, stay that way. Oh, the last thing I want to touch, we got a review, all right, with fucking Iron Energy. All right, I want to touch on this for a second because I like that fucking username. It reminded me of it right away because I, I fucking, I believe myself a lot. All right, I'm cocky. I'm not going to fucking deny it. I, I know what I've been able to achieve, what I've done with my life. And we got a fucking review with Iron Energy being like, I'm pissed off. That Brian guy's super nice, but fuck that Cole dude. He just walks around like he's better than everybody. And I, it, made me laugh, it made me laugh my ass off because I was like, I've never spoken to this motherfucker a day in my goddamn life, but I carry myself with a very, very high level of pride. And I see that in you as well. And I know you're going to do astronomical fucking things. You're literally going to change so many lives. It's fucking insane. And I'm very proud of you. This is going to be lit. Thank you. Yeah, I won't lie, Cole. I didn't like you at first. I was like, Nobody does. This guy. <laughs> And then it's like, normal. And then me, me and Paul, like both, like fell in love. We're just like, no, Cole's the best. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you, girl. That is fucking funny, dude. It happens Everybody. a lot. Everybody. It's because they come from. They Brian's. come from my social media. Oh, I'm happy. like, hey guys, Brian's how's it going? Happy, love social media, and then I'm just like, shut the fuck up and get to work. And everybody's like, fuck this guy, man. This is bullshit. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Shit. All right, Stephanie, thank you so much. Oh wait, tell them about your podcast too. You have a fucking podcast. Yeah, so it's called Imperfect Nutrition. Imperfect nutrition. I like that. So guys, a step above the rest or imperfect nutrition. That's it. That's all. Have the best day of your entire life. Chase your motherfucking dreams. Peace. Peace.